your presence. The topic of this morning is Walls Down. Walls Down is the worship service number 227 for today, January 31st. 2021. We invite you to go to the website vchurch.us and download the bulletin, or you can just simply, if you're watching through a smart TV, point towards the QR code and download the bulletin, and then you will be able to follow the notes and the guidelines of the message of this morning. We want to thank you for your support. If you want to give to the church, remember the way to do it is Option A, go to the website vchurch.us forward slash give, or you can send a text to 432-268-0007. This broadcast comes to you thanks to the faithful contribution of Victory Church members, and we thank you for that. Thank you, Tracy, for the songs you sang this morning. They were very beautiful and inspiring. And thank you, Sebastian, for your work with the broadcast, the IT work you do. In Jesus' name. Walls Down, the story of Jericho, worship service 227 for today, January 31st. And uh, today is my privilege to be here with you guys, ready to share this message. And I know you are excited as I am. Let's go and read the scripture because the scripture will take us to the right place, the place of inspiration. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. The Lord said to Joshua, Look, I will let you defeat the city of Jericho. You will defeat the king and all the fighting men in the city. March around the city with your army once every day for six days. Tell seven of the priests to carry trumpets made from the horns of male sheep and to march in front of the priests who are carrying the holy ark. On the seventh day, march around the city seven times and tell the priests to blow the trumpets while they march. They will make one loud noise for the, from the trumpets. When you hear that noise, tell all the people to begin shouting. When you do this, the walls of the city will fall down and your people will be able to go straight into the city. This is the reading coming from the Book of Joshua, chapter 6, from the verse 2 through the verse 5. Walls down. And I want you to please say the first line that you see in, on the screen. My Lord wants me to triumph in life. Please say it with me. My Lord wants me to triumph in life. How important is that you see that, my friends? That the Lord God, your Father, wants you to triumph. Now, some people don't believe that. And they are part of the church, which is sad. How is it possible that somebody that belongs to the church of God, that is a child of God, feels defeated, feels that it's not going to conquer anything or accomplish anything in his or her life. What about you, my friend? Honestly, how do you feel about it? I understand we all have challenges, and it is almost impossible that we can accomplish every dream that we have in our lives. But generally speaking, do you feel accomplished in your life? Or do you feel that you never could accomplish many things in your life? How do you feel about that? It is important that you see that your Lord, your Father, wants you to triumph in life. And I want to share with you six steps to win every battle. The battle of Jericho has many wonderful things. And I want to share with you today many things about that. But before we get there, I want to share with you some facts. Fact number one about Jericho. Do you know that Jericho is located in the Jordan Valley, about eight miles north of the Dead Sea, 50 miles east of Jerusalem? That city is still there. But very interestingly, it's located 900 feet below sea level. 
making it the lowest city in the world. That's Jericho. Fact number one. Fact number two is that there was a Jericho in Odessa. You're thinking, what? What are you talking about? There you go. I want you to know that in 2016, actually the Sunday, September 25th, we rented a conference room in a Hilton hotel to hold the first worship service for Victory Church. That was a beautiful Sunday. And some of you here in the church, you might remember. Some of you watching, you might remember. It was special for us, but it was just the beginning of a long story of battles and victories. Victory Church. What happened afterwards? Well, let me show you some pictures that I know are going to be inspiring to you. Well, this picture is the picture of a celebration that we had in that hotel. There are some ladies there that are kind of hanging out with the little ones, and you can see some, some of the kids, still church kids. We love those particular ones, and we had a great time. In the back, you can see me and Tracy, and there is a piano there. And also you can see a big speaker out there. You have no idea the blessing that this equipment was for us. And the Lord knows how wonderful it was to receive that. You know, during those days, we carry all that stuff. And this, what is the name of this buckets? Totes. Totes. Thank you. I forgot this word. And we are carrying our equipment in those things. And we also purchased this trailer that we called it Noah. So that is precisely Brandon's pickup truck. He used to come at 6 a.m. every Sunday morning to my home. And we carry Noah with all the stuff going to the hotel to unload the stuff. And you might remember carrying all these thoughts and setting up the church just to begin our journey. It was beautiful. But you know what happened? In February of 2017, the Lord guided us to do our Jericho March. Okay, March in February, what are you talking about? Well, yeah, it's like uh, the Israelites marched. Well, the Lord told us that we needed to march. So every Saturday, we met at pastor's house, and for one hour, we drove around Odessa near 60 miles, praying for blessings, healing, restoration, and also for our land. That was the purpose of Jericho in Odessa in 2017. So here is a map that if you, if you look closely, you will see that the surrounded area, because there is uh, a red line that is kind of uh, determining where we are going to drive. Somebody suggested it that was in the shape of an angel. It was interesting to me. I never thought about it until somebody said that. So we started it on March the 4th. 4th, 11, 18, 25th, and then April 1st, 8th, and 15th. Every Saturday at 1 p.m., we met and we did this. 60 miles. We took an hour and 10 minutes. This picture is the, the picture of the first march we did exactly on March the 4th, 2017, at 1 p.m. In the picture, you can see me, Billy Billy, Jessica, Tony, Stan, and Pops. He was still here in Odessa. And we call this the prophetic conquering Jericho Odessa. And so there are the dates. And that first one was taken care of. And of course, while we are in the car, we are just praying for healing, restoration, blessings to people. And we pray, Lord, give us our land. Because the Lord told us, you have to do it for seven Saturdays. So the Saturdays started to pass by. 
But I was wondering about what we're going to do the last Saturday. <laughs> I remember that during the week I was sending text messages to people and I sent something like this. And they were laughing and saying, oh, Gian, you are so silly. And I said, yes, I am, because I believe what the Lord is telling us we should do. And you know what? Miracles will happen. And they did. The last lap that we did it, we did it with seven vehicles. Seven vehicles, my friends. Wyatt, Gian, Austin, Tracy, Jessica, Jay, Victoria, Debra, Pops, Cece and Kaylin, we all, in that picture on the left corner of the screen that you can see, and you see the vehicles number from one through seven, we completed seven laps around Odessa praying for revival, healing, restoration, and prosperity. This is part of the bulletin on the Sunday, the Easter Sunday, April 16, 2017. We did that. We went around Odessa. We prayed. We believed. And the last day, because I was wondering, how are we going to do the seven laps? The Lord provided seven vehicles representing the seven laps. I was okay with that. I felt that that was the answer. And I was very happy about that. We did it. So, that day on the bulletin, we posted this as part of the... The bulletin, April 16, 2017. Where will our Lord give us the land to build our home church? He knows. Prayer is the key to heaven. And faith unlocks the door. And Tracy says, I believe. And we believe. And this was the picture on May 10th. 2017, when I was signing the document purchasing the property where we have our church. The Lord did it, my friends. We marched. We did what the Lord told us to do. And he gave us what we call our promised land for the church. Jericho represents for us something amazing. And it's going to be like that forever. You know what happened afterwards? The newspaper contacted me and said, we heard that you guys started a church. And I said, certainly. They made an article about it. And we decided to make some souvenirs. We made some pens and bracelets and sunglasses. It, it was such a great season for us. The summer came through and we had picnics and the swimming pool and we had games and all that. It was a beautiful season. I remember the faces of all and each one of my church members then. People that I care and love still today pray for everybody. After that, the paper asked me to write a column every month, which I do. My friend, I'm telling you the story of Victory Church. I'm telling you facts of how the Lord led us and guided us to do our march because Jericho and Odessa became a reality for us. And we, we have fought every battle trusting in the Lord, defeating Jericho every single time. When we started broadcasting with a simple iPad, I remember that we struggled with all these technical aspects and every challenge, we could overcome each one of those challenges with faith and devotion and hard work. By the grace of God, he provided it everything. So we can say, by the grace of God, that we have defeated Jericho. Praise Jesus. But now, I have an, a, a question for you. I have this question that is just boiling in my soul for the last month. From the beginning of the year, the Lord is moving me to inspire you guys here in the church and you, my dear viewer, about the need that you should have of defeating your own Jericho in your life in 2021. Would you like that? 
Would you like to see how the Lord will give you the strength to defeat that Jericho that you can advance, continue your journey in your Christian walk? Would you, look, would you like that? I know you would. Let's review one more time the scripture. Because in the scripture is where we find the solution to everything. The Lord said to Joshua, look, I will let you defeat the city of Jericho. You will defeat the king and all the fighting men in the city. March around the city with your army once every day for six days. Tell seven of the priests to carry trumpets made from the horns of male sheep. And to march in front of the priests who are carrying the holy ark. On the seventh day, march around the city seven times and tell the priests to blow the trumpets while they march. They will make one loud noise from the trumpets. When you hear that noise, tell all the people to begin shouting. When you do this, the walls of the city will fall down and your people will be able to go straight into the city. Walls down. I want to share with you today six steps to win Every battle. And I hope, my friend, that you will receive the inspiration and you are ready to write this down. Get it in your heart and get ready to go conquering the promised land. Taking possession of that promised land the Lord has for you. Step number one, you need to start believing the message of God. That's the first thing you should do. You need to believe that message of God, the message that comes to us every single time we hear the preaching of the Word of God. Believing in our hearts that the Bible is the Word of God, that there is no doubt that it was inspired by the Holy Spirit through holy prophets of God who took the time and they had the ability to capture those thoughts that the good Lord wanted us to have today written. You have to start believing the message of God. The main message of God is that the Lord loves the world. That's the number one thing to believe. That God loves you. That God loves everybody. The Lord doesn't hate people. His creation. No. He loves people, his creation. He wants his, his creation to become part of his kingdom, part of his family, to become his children. And there is one way. He provided that way through the Lord Jesus Christ. You want to see victory in your life, my friend? The first thing that you need to do is to come through that gate, the narrow gate. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And he will give you salvation if only you believe that message of God. But when it's about your own challenges, your own personal difficulties, your desires, your dreams, you should pray. Pay attention to what the Lord is telling you. Listen carefully. And He says, This is what I will do for you. You have to believe that message from the Holy Spirit. Believe it. Don't doubt it. Just believe it. Treasure it. Because once you believe the message of God, you're going to be a different person. First of all, remember that you believe because you have faith. Faith that comes by hearing the word of God. But when you hear that message coming from God... Also, that message, my friend, it comes through love. And the love, the perfect love of God, cast away all fears. So, the first thing you can experience in God is you are going to be free of fear. You don't worry about the economy. You don't worry about the government. You don't worry about health difficulties. You don't worry about anything, the perfect love of God is going to bring peace into your heart and you will be at ease without doubting. How many people will love to go to bed in the night and sleep peacefully and they can't? And they are taking all kind of stuff to begin with 
simple on-the-counter medicine to prescriptions to alcohol and drugs. And they don't know what to do with themselves in order to have a good night of sleep, in order to rest. How many people deal with that experience every single day of their lives? Many of them, they are so devastated for their own different problems that they take the decision of ending their lives, killing themselves, because they don't see hope. They don't see a bright future in their lives. They don't believe there is a God. They don't believe that there is eternity. But for you, my friend, if you believe the message of God, you treasure the word of God, you treasure the Bible, you treasure the truths. You have that peace of God. You know you are forgiven by the blood of Jesus. And he will give you that joy. And the love that makes you a different person. And when you, when you have that great power of the Holy Spirit dwelling in you, you will go through days and days being a total different individual. When you see yourself, how you think, and you act, and you speak, and you live, compared to the rest of the people without God, it's a big difference. It's a big difference. Those without God, they are lost and confused and afraid and nervous and hostile and vindictive. And it is sad to see how they live. They fight anywhere and everywhere, in the store, because somebody just walked in front of them, in the traffic, because the same reasons, in the company, because of this, in the house, because of that, fighting, fighting, fighting. But for a believer, the message of God is a message of peace, it's a message of hope, it's a message of love, it's a message of there is future. There is a future. Believe the message of God. Amen. Believe that message. The second thing that you should do is do what he says, no matter what. No matter what, you have to do what he says. You know that? And that means you have to, to prepare yourself for battle. What is what the Lord wants you to do, my friend? I, I, I cannot speak from you. I don't have an answer from God right now about what is what you should do with your life and how you can move forward in your life. But the, the Holy Spirit does. The Holy Spirit has that answer for your particular challenge, for your concern. For your life, the Lord has that. And you need to learn to do what he says, no matter what. Even if it sounds crazy. Joshua, get the priests, get the trumpets, and walk around. Once a day, for six days. And the seventh day, seven times. And then trumpets, and then you yell. What do you think Joshua said that day? Oh, sure, Lord. Oh, you're talking about Jericho March? Sure, we will do that. I have heard this before. No. The same thing happens to everybody when the Lord is calling us to do something that it sounds crazy. It sounds hard to believe and process and, and you wonder, should I do that? Why? What's the purpose? Those are great questions. And you will find the answer coming from the Lord. He will tell you why. And he will tell you what's the purpose. He will make it so clear to you. And then you should do it. And you prepare yourself to do what the Lord is calling you to do. What is your Jericho, my friend? What is the next thing that you need to conquer? What is the next thing that you have to be prepared to defeat? What is it? 
It's different from everybody. Even in the same household, even in the same company. For everyone, the challenge is different. What God wants you to do is very unique. You are unique. And the Lord wants to bless you. But he is expecting that you will take those steps of faith and you will say, I believe the message of God, so I am going to do what he's telling me that I should do. That's the step number two. You will start moving in that direction no matter what. You do what he says. Step number three. Here's Joshua bringing the priests. Seven of them to lead the congregation. To lead the whole Israelites warriors. Because we need a spiritual leadership. A spiritual leadership is so needed in these days. The spirituality. Let's, let's start in our own homes. Are you spiritual, my friend? Or you are totally into the flesh? Just to, to begin with something simple, like your own self. Are you a spiritual? Are you the kind of person that cares for what God says? Do you listen to God's voice? Do you read his word? Do you serve him? Do you worship him? Do you surrender to him? When there are things that they don't go the way that you want it, are you the person that says, I I I'm cool with that. I will accept your will, Lord. Are you that kind of person? Are you the kind of person that will say, Lord, not my will, but I wanted it to do it this way. I wanted to do these things, but you are telling me otherwise, so I'll do that. That's very spiritual, my friend. Surrendering to, to the authority of God. When you say, not what I want, but what He wants. When you really hear the voice of the Holy Spirit and you say, am I doing what I am supposed to be doing? Or I am just taking good care of myself in a selfish way, just doing what is convenient for me. A spiritual leadership is what led the Israelites to that place of victory in Jericho. I hope you see that. So first of all, you yourself, you need to become more and more spiritual. And second of all, you have to find that spiritual leadership in your life and honor spiritual leaders in your life. You know, I'm going to be honest with you. It doesn't matter the size of the congregation. It could be a small congregation of 10 people, medium, like 200 people, or large 1,000 members or more. It doesn't matter if it's in the U.S. or if it's in Mexico or in Guatemala or Australia or Singapore. It doesn't matter where. It doesn't matter what language they talk. It doesn't matter the size. There is always a possibility that the spiritual leaders are going to do what is wrong. You know it. I know it. And there is a feeling in our hearts to hesitate following certain leaders because we see that there is uh, a chance that this leader is going to do something wrong. And why do we feel that way? Well, because we see, we know, we heard, we have seen leaders in churches doing horrible things to the church members, to the, to the leaders and the followers. And especially when it's about money. Therefore, we, we have our doubts. We are skeptical. I can see that. And it can happen in any size of church members. 10, 200, 1,000 bad leaders in America or in any other country. 
We know that. But on the other hand, how many great leaders are in the world today? Spiritual leaders, people that are fully devoted to the cause of our Lord Jesus Christ, giving their lives, devoted, dedicated. So, what is your take to the spiritual leaders that you listen or you follow or you support? So many people don't see the value of a great spiritual leader. So many people actually, because great spiritual leaders, they are not looking for any preeminence or protagonism in their lives. They are very, very cautious about not putting themselves out there, trying to pretend being a big potato. You know what happens with many, many of those followers? They don't appreciate those leaders. And they see those leaders with actually with eyes like you are looking at anybody else. And that is wrong. And I am not talking this because I'm looking for something for myself. Because in my church, I want you to know that I have the respect and the love of my church members. The same thing in my family. Coming from my own spouse, my children. I have the respect and love of my church members present here in the church. And also those who watch and listen. But certainly there is a concern today when you see so many Christians that do not respect spiritual leaders at all. And they are floating and they are in no church, no part of any group. How in the world they will defeat Jericho? Have you thought about it? How a person that is totally independent spiritually because feels so sufficient that he or she can do it all on his own. How this person can think that is going to overcome all difficulties without the support of spiritual leaders. There is a reason why the Lord is giving leaders to people. Big campaigns like Jericho set the theme to understand the importance of appreciation, appreciation and respect to spiritual leaders. Seven of those priests were called to lead the people in this march. Again, to begin with you personally, in a personal level, are you spiritual or you are not spiritual at all? You know, many, many guys, friends of mine, and people that are acquainted, they ask me the question constantly. How can I earn the respect of my wife? How can I see my wife being nice to me and respectful? How can I do that? And I said, well, the problem is, if you are not a spiritual if you are a wimp, if you have zero spirituality, you don't care for the Bible, you don't care for church, you don't care, you don't care for prayers, you don't depend on God, you don't care about the church at all. How can you think that your wife is going to follow you? She doesn't see in you as a man of the house spiritually at all and the thing the same thing applies to mothers with children if a mom is not a spiritual and she's expecting that the kids are going to follow her and, and the kids are just laughing thinking you are no spiritual at all mom I lost all respect for you so the spiritual leadership begins in your home, in yourself, and then moves to the next level is when you show respect to your minister, 
to the local pastor in your city, in your church. And you honor that man of God. That's key. Step number three. Let me show you the next step. Step number four. Trumpets and yelling. On that day, on the seventh day, after they did the six laps. And on the seventh lap, they needed to blow the trumpets and start yelling. And you know what is that? It's simply a sign of victory. Let me take you to one scenario. Sports. Sometimes when you are watching a game, you can tell right away who is going to win and who is going to lose. Just by the looks of the players. They close up, the cameras are following the athlete, and they take a look of the face and their eyes. And there are ones that they are already defeated. And there are ones that they already won. You can see that particularly with box fighters. Those who are about to do a race. Or any, any field. And the same thing applies to people that are applying for a job. There are ones that are, they are already out. They are just at the beginning of the process, but they are already out because there is no confidence at all. There is no sign of victory. Therefore, they are already defeated. Companies that are called to do a job in a place, homeowners or businesses, opportunities are to do business, and they call different people to present a bid. There are ones that they already lost the bid without even starting the process. Why? Because there is no sign of victory. Others, on the other hand, are different. They know the Lord is with them. They know that they are qualified for the job. They know that's the girl they want to marry. They know that they are going to get healed. They know that they can win the bid. They know they can get the job. And they are confident and trusting in God that they will win. So that is a sign of victory. That's the meaning of the trumpets and the yelling. But that is what you see in public. What is happening in private, my friend, is different. And I want to talk to you about it. What is, what is what is happening in private that you need to learn? In private, when you are concerned about your problems, then is when you are on your knees and you are begging God for help. Then is when you are on, on your crying and on tears because you are desperate, you don't find a solution to the problem and you beg him and you ask him and you pray and you yell and you scream, God, help me, God, God, Lord Jesus, help me. There in private, on your knees, until you receive from God, from the Holy Spirit, that peace, that tranquility, that message that is telling you everything is going to be all right. And after that, you start to give thanks. And you become a very grateful person. And when you get into the shower, you are singing, I sing praises to your name, O Lord. And then you start driving to wherever you are going and the worship music is on and you are just Singing and jamming and happy, excited, because you know you can trust in the Lord. Sign of victory. It comes from inside out. And people see it, people feel it, people notice when someone is about to win and when someone is about to lose. When someone is a winner and someone is already defeated. So what is your case, my friend? 
Do you show signs of victory in your life? Step number four. I told you there are six steps. So let's go to the next one. Step number five. Fulfill your promises. Joshua and Caleb and others. They are in this process trying to figure out what to do in Jericho. And there is a prostitute. A prostitute. Rahab. She cut a deal with them. She told them. This is what you can do. And this is the way to get in and all this. But Rahab not just protected the spies. She was smart enough to say... I know God is with you. Can you please save me and my family? And the spy said, certainly. We will protect you. You protected us. We will protect you. You know how is that called, my friends? It's called loyalty. Loyalty. That is what makes a marriage stable. Because they are loyal one another. That is what keeps a company running well when there is loyalty between the employer and the employee. That is what keeps good business running well between the one providing the service and the customer. They are loyal one another. That is what keeps a church moving forward. When the pastor is loyal to the church member and the church member is loyal to the pastor. Loyalty. Loyalty is when you are in need and you pray and God answers your prayer and you come back to give thanks to him and you fulfill your promises. That, my friend, is loyalty. What do we see today in this world about loyalty? Very little. And please, just to start with the political arena. Politicians moving from one party to the other as they are changing underwear. Employees jumping from one company to the other without hesitation. Because it's convenient. Christians doing the same thing in churches. Moving from one church to the other and going back and forth and back and forth. And I'm trying, I'm trying. They say there is no loyalty. Family situations. There is a mother there, an old lady, that saves some money. One of the church, one of the family members comes one day and says, Grandma or aunt or whatever, I'm in need. Will you give me a loan? I need your help. And this old lady that works so hard to save that money gives you that check, gives you that cash. You go and fix your problem and then you just forget about this old lady without any income, without any savings. No loyalty whatsoever. People that receive the support, the love of a friend when they were broken hearted or alone. Once they feel better, they forget about this one. There is no loyalty. Let me tell you, promises of a guy telling the girl, I'm going to marry you one day. Fifteen years later, the girl doesn't have the ring, even the ring, much less a paper. There is no loyalty in general, how people can think that they will defeat Jericho when they 
from the beginning, knew that they will not fulfill their promises. I promise you, sir, if you give me this job, I'll be a great employee. Oh, I promise you, I'll do a great job. I will take care of your clients. I will be a great employee here. No, they don't. And from the beginning, they already knew. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to be faithful to this man. He's ugly. Uh, maybe he's my husband, but I can do better. I can always divorce him. No loyalty. The spies, they made a deal with Rahab and her family. And you know what? Joshua chapter 2, verses 17, 22, 25. Three times, not once, three times mentioned how they saved and protected Rahab's life and family life. They fulfill their promises. Lord, Lord, if you heal me, I'll do this for you. Lord, if you save my marriage, I will do this for you. Lord, if you give me a job, I will do this for you. Lord, Lord, if, 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 I will, will, will. <laughs> and the Lord knows it. Because we cannot fool the Lord. But that's a disgrace. There is no character whatsoever in a person acting that way. How can they defeat Jericho in their lives, my friends? There is no possibility. Without loyalty to God and to people, when we give a promise. Step number five. And step number six. What is this that? Step number six says, do what he says, believing the enemy will be defeated because they already know God is with you. Come on, Joshua. Six days, seven days, seven laps. Last lap, you know what to do. The trumpets and the yelling. <laughs> Here's the Lord telling you, my friend. This is what I want you to do. So you hear the voice of the Lord. You understand what's the plan. And you say, okay, I'll do it. But when the time comes to do that thing, you don't do it. There is no way you, go, you are going to conquer Jericho. Because you have all the theory, you have the understanding, but you just didn't want it to do it. You know what is the, the worst part of all this, my friend? The worst part of all this is that the enemy already knew that God is with you, that God was with you. You know why? Do you know why? The people in Jericho were defeated, really. It's because they were already defeated in their minds before the battle even started. That's the main reason why they were defeated. The people in Jericho were like, we have heard what happened to the Egyptians. We have heard that they are crossing even the sea, the river. We have heard. We know. Things are happening. We are afraid of these people. My friend, if only you could see how the good Lord is with you. You know? If only you could see that the good Lord is with you and He, he wants to bless you and gives you the victory that you want, that victory that you are longing. The enemy 
And, and remember this, your enemy is not your mother-in-law. She might look like, but she is not. Or your brother-in-law, he is not the enemy. Neither your spouse is not the enemy. Or your, your daughter-in-law or your son is not your boss, is not your client, is not your neighbor, is not your pastor. <laughs> no, the enemy is not one person or several individuals. The enemy is the darkness, Satan, and evil. But God is much more powerful than them. And the Lord is powerful enough to give you the victory, although the enemy may have power. The enemy might control certain things, but the Lord controls everything. The enemy might be handling situations among certain people, but the Lord handles all situations about all people. The Lord is in full control. And that is what you need to see. The Lord is in full control. He will give you the victory. Next Sunday, February 7th, in worship service 228, the message is USA. Next Sunday, I'll be talking to you about what is what is happening in the U.S., what is what will happen in the U.S., spiritually speaking, and what is your part in this? Because it's not about what the government will do or the news will do. It's about what we, the people of the United States of America, will do. And that is what we will be reflecting on next Sunday on Worship Service 228 here in Victory Church. Do you know that in Jericho also, there is a beautiful story that happened to a guy who was blind? The story is related in Mark chapter 10, verses 46 through 52. Bartimaeus was blind. There in Jericho, years, hundreds of years later, after Joshua and the Israelites conquered Jericho, there is a blind man, Bartimaeus. During the times of Jesus, and this man heard that Jesus was walking by, and he yells, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus of Nazareth. He was bothering the crowd. And the Lord comes to him and asks him, <laughs> listen to the question, what can I do for you? <laughs> <laughs> oh my lord is that good sense of humor or what the guy is blind <laughs> he's calling the lord and the lord says what can I do for you <laughs> it's like you you are in your trouble right whatever the trouble is and you called and the lord says what can I do for you <laughs> You're, lord you already know you already know what's my trouble Yes, he knows, but he wants you to say it. That's why when we pray, we need to say to the Lord, Lord, this is my need. Open your mouth, my friend. Open your mouth to him. Stop talking to your friend and to whoever about your problems. They can't fix it. Do you understand that? Those people cannot fix your problem. The Lord God can speak to him. What's the need? What's the problem? Bartimaeus, what can I do for you, Lord? I want to recover my sight. And the Lord said, you got it. This is beautiful. Read with me in verse 52. You are healed because you, you what? Because you believed. Immediately the man was healed. So now I want, I want to stop because I want to know if is there anyone who needs healing, whether it's here in the church or watching 
or listening. If you need healing, lift up your hands. Right now, lift up your hands wherever you are. Close your eyes and now in a soft voice, tell the Lord what is what you need. Speak to him. So it's like the Lord Jesus says, what can I do for you? Tell him. You are healed because you believed. Because you believed. The Lord did it to Bartimaeus. He can do it for you. You just believe that you are healed. So believe, my friend, watching. Believe in your healing. You just trust in the Lord. He is with you. In Jericho also happened another beautiful story. This is narrated in Luke chapter 19, verses 1 through 10. It's the story of a rich man. A rich man that was short. He was a real shorty. Zacchaeus. So this man heard about Jesus and he said, I want to see him. But he was so short that he decided to climb on a tree. And he is on the branch of a tree. And from that branch, hanging like a monkey... The Lord Jesus sees him and says, Zacchaeus, I'm going to have dinner in your house today. I'm going to spend the night there with you. And he goes, yay, that's awesome. You know what happened that day? Zacchaeus was saved. He became a believer. And he said, you know what? I'm, I'm very rich, but I made my fortune out of wrongdoings. I'm a tax collector, and I always cheated on this I'm going to give half of what I have to poor people. And to whomever I cheated on, I will pay four times what I took. This is what the Lord said. Verse 10. The Son of Man came to find lost people to save them. That's the reason why we are here today. That's the reason why we are broadcasting today. To let everybody know that the Son of Man didn't come here to accuse anybody, to condemn anybody, but to rescue people because the Son of Man came to find lost people to save them. Lost people, my friend, to save them. Would you like to bring down walls on your way to victory? Would you like to see that victory in your life? You know, you start by giving your whole heart to the Lord God. Romans chapter 10 verse 9 says, If you openly say, Jesus is my Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from death, you will be saved. Join me in a prayer, my friend. It's on the screen. It's simple and effective. You have nothing to lose. Pray with me, dear God. I am tired of losing. Could you please help me to win? Transform me. Make me new. Please, Lord, please forgive me. You are the one that I want to adore. You are my God. I open my heart to you, Lord. I confess my sins before you. I want to obey you and trust you and serve you forever, my Lord. Starting today, I want to see life and people exactly as you do. Please help me, Lord, to become the person you want me to be. My friend, all that is possible thanks to this beautiful cross where we are saved and forgiven. What if you say with me, I am forgiven by Jesus. My Lord can do everything. His word is true and active in me. My life is going to be great and blessed in 2021. Dear friends, thank you for coming to church. Receive the blessing in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. May the peace of God be with you and have a beautiful rest of your Sunday. We'll see you here next time.
Anytime my heart turns from darkness to light Anytime temptation comes and someone stands to fight Anytime somebody lives to serve and not be served I know, I know, I know, I know you for watching Victory Church, please feel free to contact us. Our email address is info at vchurch.us and our phone number is 432-614-9798.